What up, Justin? What's going on, Saul? Nothing good, man. Absolutely nothing good. Matter of fact, um, yeah. we're actually going to forego the intro, the the musical intro that we usually play. Um, we're just going to get straight into it because today was because today was like a, a day unlike any other. It was history. Today was historic, but not and not not the not the not the kind of historic that you want to see. You know, like it's, uh, I it's, don't know. Well, well, what I'm saying is the, the reasons why this is happening in the first place. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we shouldn't yeah. have to be here, you know, like again, I, I saw a, a tweet that talked about the last time the NBA um, did not play was because Bill Russell um, and his teammates decided to pretty much sit out and, and it was in, in protest to, to social injustice. 50 years later, 50 years later, I we're in the exact same spot. Yeah. And it's just unbelievable, man. It's just yeah. unbelievable. You know, like you said, Saul, the the decades and really the centuries leading up to this point, you don't want to see or I, I'm having a really hard time trying to explain it, but the reasoning why these players and athletes are standing up right now is absolutely terrible. And, but that's why I say, I think today is historic in sports and it's actually a good look for a lot of these players. And it makes me happy and proud to be a sports fan because when we first got word that the Milwaukee bucks were going to boycott Game five. I swear, of, just, I swear you just Wayne's World that that Mil what? Milwaukee. You said Milwaukee. <laughs> well, oh, Milwaukee. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. The Bucks. They boycotted Game five of their playoff game, and this is where the movement for today is really heavy because the day prior, the Detroit Lions decided to boycott their practice. This is just a preseason training camp. The Bucks decided we're going to boycott a playoff game in order to get our message across. And obviously, um, they're affected by this firsthand because the uh, shooting of Jacob Blake by a police officer happened in Wisconsin. And some players on the Bucks have also had run-ins with the police. John Henson um, had his incident with the police. Uh Sterling Brown, guard for the Milwaukee Milwaukee Bucks, <laughs> uh, he was wrestled to the ground and assaulted by a police officer just for a parking violation. So the Bucks were affected by this firsthand, and I applaud them for really taking a stand and being that first domino to say, "Listen, basketball can wait." You know the reason why we contemplated going to the bubble or not is because we didn't want our focus to be away from this issue. Well, we sacrificed and did so much work to get into the bubble and yet this is still happening. So no basketball could wait. And for the Orlando magic to lock arms and, and stand behind them and say, listen, we're done with game five as well. And then for the rockets and the thunder, seeing that image of Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook walking down the hallway and telling people, hey, we're not playing anymore. And then for the Lakers 
to s- decide, yeah, we're done. Basketball, everyone stood together. It wasn't just the Milwaukee Bucks all standing by its, by themselves. Everyone came together. The WNBA came together, and so did Major League Baseball. And this is why I'm happy right now, Saul. I'm proud to be a sports fan because this solidarity just gives me optimism. But, dude, the issues, it's still going on. When will it stop? That's the big question. Well, you know, I, I, I appreciate you, Justin. You know, I, I, you know, you know, I love you and, and, and you're, you're like a brother to me and I'm going to have a a very different perspective on this. Obviously. Um, I think one of the things that that you were saying was you're proud, proud of the NBA for, for doing what they, you know, what they did today. And, um, and to a degree, I, I completely understand that. I completely understand that perspective. Um, at the same time, uh, it, it, I don't feel as much pride as I feel um, just total sadness about where we are as a country and, and the fact that nothing has ever changed. You know, um, uh, I forgot who it was today, but um, they, they basically said like, nothing ever changes, you know, nothing changes, nobody cares. And so how do we, how do we maneuver around that in order to be the best um, that we can be individually, um, not only as black people, but also as individuals here um, in this country. And it's and it's hard, man. It's hard every single day to have to um, listen to these stories because they're not easy to listen to. And it's so easy to just sweep everything under the rug and move about your day. And I think so many sports fans have done that. You know, it's like, oh, man, that's that's terrible. That should never happen. Uh, and then as soon as kickoff happens or as soon as tip happens, like, oh, yeah, it's, it's out of sight, out of mind. Let's, you know, go my team. And if you look at comments, I mean, just the baffling amount of comments that I've seen all over Twitter today, specifically, actually starting last night with Doc Rivers and how people were like, oh, yeah, I'm sure the world's hard for you because, you know, you make millions of dollars and you're, you're on TV. And, I, and, and that that is completely irrelevant. Millionaires get pulled wealth. over just like regular people get pulled over. Wealth doesn't matter. You, you, you know, LeBron it, James it, had the N word spray painted across his garage, his gate it, at his it, Brentwood mansion. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're we're talking about black people and the systemic racism. And you, what you you're supposed to tell me that because now I'm a millionaire, I can't speak up for the on behalf of my people and and still march alongside with them and still be with them. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Like. You don't know what you're talking about. And you, the reason why you don't know what you're talking about, and I'm not talking about you, Justin. I'm just talking about these Twitter trolls out there. I was like, um, he saw was like wagging his finger at me. These Twitter trolls out there is because they've never had to be in that position, period. Because there's not one person on the face of this earth that would get pulled over by a cop and fear for their life and not remember it. And, and not remember it. That just, it just would never happen. You would remember that like it just happened yesterday. And for, for people out there to just completely try to slough this off as a, you know, oh, no big deal. Oh, I won't watch then, you know, and no big deal. Oh, the NBA ratings are down. Like you're not proving anything. You're not making a point for anything. The, 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 if, if anything, you are reinforcing this, the stereotype behind what is wrong with this country. And that is racism. Like you're being racist if you don't think people should have a voice 
and should stand up for black people being killed. Like you just are racist, period. Yeah. Like there is yeah. no justification for that. Today, oh my gosh, today, today of all days, especially if you're a personality, like you better get this right. You better get this right when you're when you're talking about this message, when you're talking about this topic. And I'm listening to to radio, I'm listening to podcasts, and there was one specific place where I listened and all they did was talk about whether it was a forfeit or not. What? Yeah. Like what? Like they were going into semantics whether or not this was a forfeit or if the Bucks are going to go 3-2 now and blah 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 for like 10 minutes. And I'm like what the hell are you guys even talking about right now? What are you talking about? It makes no sense. And they completely avoid the major topic. And why? It's because they don't have anybody representative of a person of color on that show. And I know yeah. this because I, I, I you know, I, I, I've listened to them frequently. And it's it's the same kind of, you know, blinders, blinder kind of way of life. And it's just, it's just. It, there's just no no way to get around that, and there's and I don't know what the step is going forward because obviously Justin, the next step going forward is is what are we going to do with this? What are they going to do with this? You know, what are the players going to do with this? Are they going to cancel the season? Are they going to play tomorrow? Are they going to play the rest of the week? Like, what's going to happen now? You have everybody's attention. What are you going to do with it now? Going back to the the social media comments, people have really been telling on themselves over the last few months or so and i think a lot of people have a hard time understanding why so many people are upset about by this so, uh, because i was scrolling through facebook and and twitter and you get all the comments and i've actually had uh, a conversation with uh, some friends who don't feel about it the same way as i do they say well he should have complied we're talking about jacob blake here he should have not ran to his car. He should have not walked, should not have walked to his car and reached in uh, to get whatever he was getting. And maybe the police officers wouldn't have shot him. But here's my Seven response. Times? Here's my response to that, Saul. There are three police officers there. You have to detain that person. I'm not even a police officer, but I do know that maybe you should get your the person that you're trying to detain under control before he goes into a car and reaches for a weapon if that that's what he was getting and if you're so fearful for his life fearful of your life and you think he's going to grab a gun or something like that why are you shooting him seven times seven times right there shows to, shows me that you have an intent to kill you yeah. wanted to murder that person if you shoot them in the back seven times with his kids in the car with his kids in the car, man. You know, it, 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 how many times do we have to hear this dumb shit where people sit there and, okay, so it's a black guy. Oh, well, you know, if he would have done this, if he would have done this, and if he would have done this, then it would have never happened. But then how many times do I see a video of a white person doing the same exact thing, if not worse, and they don't get shot, right? Well, there were uh, in the protest last night, 17-year-old with an AR-15 killed two people. Capping people, not a single freaking bullet his way. Crazy, crazy, and then number two, you have then then number two you have to you have all these people that immediately want to go to this guy's background, 
And, oh, well, he, you know, apparently, like, there's a rumor out there that, and, and, again, I don't know anything about Jacob Blake. I don't have to know anything about Jacob Blake. I don't care about Jacob Blake. The only thing I cared about was the fact that a black man got killed innocently and, and, and unjustly more than that. That's 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 wrong. And so people go want to try and go into this guy's background and pull up that, you know, maybe he went to jail or if he had any criminal history. Like, what the does that even matter? That doesn't matter. Because if he paid his dues and he did his time, then he's done and he's moved on. And what's how can you be a better part of society if if this is the treatment you're going to get? I might as well kept my ass in jail if I was him. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, so at least you're safer there. You know what I mean? Like, who would have yeah. thought in 2020 people would actually be making the argument that you would actually be safer in jail than on the streets as a civilian. It's just absurd. Just absurd. It is just so difficult right now to, to put what this year has been in, into words. I mean, it has just been a big pile of shit and it's just one thing after another. And so many people keep asking why. You know, when they, when they turn on the TV and they see the protesting and they see the riots and the looting, I'm not condoning the, the rioting or the destruction. I'm not condoning that whatsoever. But you also have to understand there is a group of people who are just so hurt right now and their voices aren't being heard. And they are willing to go to great lengths to make sure that they get their message across. So the NBA, they have this bubble, right? And they added Black Lives Matter onto the court. They put it on the jerseys. They put how many more on the back of the jerseys. I think the NBA did a great job for making sure that there is still a spotlight on the message. But it's still going on, Saul. Well, it's still I mean, happening. I, and this is again, why the players say, you know what? We we weren't even supposed to be here. We thought about not even showing up to the bubble in the first place because we wanted to focus on this message. Yeah. So we're here and it's still going on. You know what? I'm out. Yeah. Uh, no, you're completely completely right. So many people outside of just the NBA have joined forces. I don't did you see uh Kenny on TNT yeah. t- uh, today? Yeah. Yep. Kenny Smith took off his mic and walked out. Yep. Powerful. So powerful stuff, man. You know, again, these, these players are more than just players. They're people and they're people with that are highly intelligent. You know, they have a very, um, they have great backgrounds. A lot of them went to college. Um, and it's just, it's tough to see, People consistently like, why do I have to be 100% perfect all the time, no matter what day of the day or uh, time of the day it is, no matter what instance, no matter what situation, why do I have to be the one that's always perfect in order to not get shot and killed? Why? Nobody else has to do that. Nobody else has to do that. That's not black or a person of color. I don't understand that. I don't understand it. And I understand that there are other instances around, you know, the the spinoffs here and there of of you know white people being killed by by cops, you know, whether on purpose or accidentally, whatever the case may be. But it's not a, it's not a habitual pattern 
in this country, like it is for black people and white people don't have the history that black people have in this country and, and the, the scars that we have to burden all the time. You know, you look at like everything from like redlining, you know, and, and people not being able to buy houses in certain areas because they were, you know, the redlining was the pretty much the cordoning off of certain pockets of, of a city or, or a state. So that way black people could not get mortgages to live in those neighborhoods because if black people moved in, then oh, the property value is going to go down like stupid shit like that. And, you know, slavery, obviously, and then Jim Crow and, and, you know, this, the, the prison system, like, it's just, it's just a lot to handle. And, and I think a lot of us have gone along, gone into our lives. And I think there's a certain section of us that have been fortunate enough to kind of glide by um, in a, in a certain area of the country or a certain path to where maybe we didn't have to face a lot of these things. Right. Oh, well, you know, I've never had to face, I've never gotten pulled over and been, you know, unjustly treated or anything like that. But to a man, I think a majority of black people know or have been in this situation where they were in great fear for what was about to happen from a cop. And when does it stop? You know, Saul, show me a video where a, a white person is jogging and he was hunted down by two black men in a neighborhood in broad daylight. Yeah. And, and that's the difference between people who look like me and black Americans. I can go out and run around my neighborhood and everything is going to be fine. The neighborhood that Ahmaud Arbery was running in. If I did the same thing, I would not have been gunned down and hunted like an animal. Yeah. And yeah. and that's the difference right now. And it, it's just so frustrating and irritating that it is such a simple concept. Like Black Lives Matter. It is so simple, but yet people can't get it's behind so, it. They get so offended. You know, I will say this. There's two things that are that are kind of at the crux of this, right? The Black Lives Matter movement is should be fully supported. Now, the Black Lives Matter organization, there's some there's some uh, theories and some some ideals that they behold uh, that doesn't really fall like Marxism is one of the things that that some of their leaders um, uh, have, have have been known to to uh, fight, kind of fall in line with and and promote. Um, so not all, not everybody's you know, feeling that. So when we, when we talk about black lives matter, we're talking about the movement, you know, that black individuals are just as valuable as white ones and, and brown ones and yellow ones and shit. Anybody else you could think of, like, we're all valuable as people, all of us, we all have value. We all only get one life. We all are human beings and we all deserve to be treated with respect and we deserve to be treated with the rights that the constitution is supposed to allow, but not everybody, not, not all of us are afforded that. So that, yeah. Ask answer this question. Why is black lives matter so controversial, but blue lives matter isn't because I haven't seen a rebuttal towards blue lives matter. I haven't seen anybody say, well, blue lives matter. And then someone say, well, actually all lives matter. 
Well, it's because Blue Lives Matter was was kind of incorporated to undermine Black Lives Matter. Same thing with All Lives Matter. Both of those phrases are just are just deterrence and just uh, a promoted tool to try and undermine what Black Lives Matter is supposed to stand for and and what the movement is. Um, yeah, I know, Justin. Your life is just as valuable as mine. We don't have to say that to each other. We know that, yeah. you know. But you're not the one under attack all the time. And now I'm not saying I am right now, obviously. But yeah, you know, you know, the history of of you know half of me, which is black, um, you know, has had to deal with this. And so when people say blue lives matter, um, yes, cops are very important. And yes, I don't believe absolutely. in completely defunding everything. And when we talk about defunding the police, that's that's part of this problem, though, Justin, is that. There's people are not educating. Well, well, they're not educating themselves all the way on what these things mean. Like they just hear Black Lives Matter and they think, "Oh my God, that's kind of offensive, isn't it?" And you, my life matters, and I'm white. Or uh, if they say, you know, um, defund the police. Defunding the police doesn't mean taking all the money away and taking all the cops away and taking all the police away. Like that—that that is not what they're trying to do. What they're trying to do is take a portion of that budget, which is significant at, in a lot of states and cities and move it towards other things that might be able to down the road, make better use and, and have more of an effect. Like for instance, if you had mental health and psychological um, counselors at schools and better, better education and more technology in some of these impoverished areas, then down the road, you're going you're going to raise that value of that not only that neighborhood but all the people intelligence goes up um, you know social issues or personal issues um, start to go by the wayside and people can handle things in different ways and and you start to influence society in that way and make better use of of your resources to make a better country and a better city for the people and but when people hear defund the police the first time they automatically are like, Oh my gosh, they're trying to change everything. I mean, just look at, I'm not even going to get into politics, so I'm not even going to say it, but I it just, this fear mongering and this, this epic, just, just way of life that people have been used to this whole time. They're afraid to lose it. And I'm here to tell you, like, nobody's trying to take that shit away. I just want to be able to have the opportunity to get the same thing. That's it. Yeah. That is it. You know, my kids should be able to go down the street and go to school without having to worry about X, Y, and Z. You know what I mean? Like, just like your kids, that's, you know, I should have the same opportunities to get a job and get promoted and, and to buy a house that you have. That's all we're talking about. Absolutely. But we can't even get to that point in this country. And that's, and that going back to the very beginning of this conversation and how you said you were proud of the NBA, that's where my hesitation to say I'm proud was I am very proud of the way that they have handled this situation and what they have done to bring light to it. I am distraught at where we are as a country and where we're going to go from here. I don't know. And I, I feel like we're like 50, 50 on the fence, whether or not we're about to have a civil war or something. It's just, it's just crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So and, that's where I'm at. And that's why this year is more important than ever. You need to go out and vote regardless of what side of the fence you sit on, you need to go out and vote. This year is so very important. And which kind of leads me to thinking about, well, now what? I think the thing that's next is we need action, right? And so I think part of today, and I think what the players are going to be looking at today is 
is how do they do they come up with a plan of action that can actually make a difference? And that's the hardest part of all this. It's it's so easy to talk, it's so easy to make a gesture, but to actually put something and a plan in place that is going to be effective, like like this gesture is is big because it brings attention to you. And if you don't play for the rest of the season because of this, I'm all for it. I'm okay with that. But you got to make use of this time. You have to make use of the time because you're not going to forfeit the whole next season. You know what I mean? Like you have to have some type of plan of action and you have to have something that you're going to incorporate and you have something that you have to, um, you know, tangibly um, prove that can work and people have to trust you. There's a lot of things that have to work and it's, it's about winning hearts and minds. And I think a lot of these NBA players and, and, and black people in general in sports, they have a, a tremendous, a tremendous vehicle in television that they can use to their advantage. And people were saying, well, you know, that's the best way to, to do protest and blah, blah, blah. Well, we've seen how effective that was because the dude just got shot in the back two days ago. You know what I mean? So clearly the message is not getting through to people and especially to cops that, and let me not just, I don't even want to say cops anymore. I would say bad cops because it is the bad cops that are doing this, right? The people that are scared, untrained, um, don't trust their training, um, have a, a bad conscience, have, have ulterior motives, those types of people. Um, like that's the ones we're talking about, right? Uh, you know, mm-hmm. my, my soon to be brother-in-law is a cop. He's tremendous at his job. Love him to death. He's a canine unit. Like he's been in, he's been in the military. He's been, he's been a cop, uh, for, for dozens or for a decade, I think over a decade, you know, like he does his job and he does it very well, but I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about the dirty ones, the evil ones. Um, so putting a plan together, trying to get something pushed through, um, you know, the, the bucks were talking to the attorney general in the locker room when this was all going down. Um, you have to make change. Um, don't let this be for vain because if it's for vain, you have everybody's attention. If you lose it, that, that could be far more catastrophic than what you're doing to try and get it in the first place. If that makes sense. Absolutely. I'm curious what happened between today and last night, because the shooting of Jacob Blake happened over the weekend, correct? Uh, I thought it happened Monday. Monday afternoon. Okay, so today is and the Bucks would have and the Bucks would have already time that we and are the Bucks would have already played this. when that happened. So it happened on Monday. So the Bucks would have already played when that happened, so mm-hmm. they didn't have a choice to do anything. Nobody really did anything last night. Um Doc Rivers started talking about it yeah. last night and then the Bucks had their opportunity today and obviously this happening in 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 the Bucks backyard um that's the reason why I think they they decide. And you know what? I've been thinking about this too, Justin. Like, why did everybody finally react today? Um, yeah. But I think there's a, there's a part of you that's like, you you do need a leader to some degree. You need somebody that's going to be like, this isn't right, and we're going to stand up. And, and though we all feel like it, we we still have to process it in a certain way. And I think same thing with George Floyd. Like, it took a day or two before it finally like kind of ramped up, and people were like, this is wrong. This is absolutely, you know crazy and and the injustice was through the roof and i think the same thing happened with this case well it happened on uh the george floyd um killing happened on memorial day yeah on a monday so it happened on monday and i really don't remember protesting getting ramped up until that friday 
I remember uh, Wednesdays when they started Wednesday? doing the public okay. speaking, and that's when the riots started and all that stuff. Okay. Uh, but yeah, like you said, you know, it took a couple of days for for it to really be a thing. And I'm just curious what's going to happen with the NBA moving forward. Is this going to be a one game type of thing? Is this going to be a one week type of thing? How long are they going to delay the season? I saw Chris Haynes's uh, tweet, uh, Yahoo NBA insider. And he said that a lot of players in these discussions are saying, well, we've gotten this far. Why, why do we have to just give up the season? We've already made it to this point. Let's finish what we started. Um, so yeah, maybe those questions will be answered here the next few days. Yeah, for sure. So anyway, um, that that's our total BS podcast. We wanted to, uh, yeah, you know, it, it dude, it, it's it's hurtful. You know, it, it's hurtful. We don't want to talk about this. We no. don't want to talk about this. Um, we'd rather, you know, do don't be that guy and show funny clips and talk trash and, you know, talk about how the Lakers are going to lose the Clippers or the Clippers are going to lose the Lakers or whatever. You know what I mean? But here we are talking about some real life issues because it affects us. Because guess what? We might not have Lakers versus Clippers if this stuff continues. And I think that needs to hit home for everybody is you don't get to do the it's just like when you're a kid, you don't get to do the fun stuff until you handle your business first. And as a country, we need to handle our business so we can enjoy the fruits of our labor and because nobody can get on the same page, it's just a bunch of people pissing into the wind and and change can't happen. And we need to stop that and we need to be better. We, everybody needs to be better. And so please, please people do everything you can to support um, the people around you that are hurt the most, um, whether that be people of color, black people, uh, people in your life, mental illness, depression, whatever the case may be. Um, we all need each other. We really do. Um, because we only get one earth and that's it. And then after it's gone, it's gone. And we might not see it. We might not be here to see it when it ends, but, uh, you know, we have to pass it on to generations forward. And like I said, 50 years ago is mm -hmm. when, and, and Justin, four years ago today is when Colin Kaepernick, Kaepernick took a knee, man. I mean, to the day, the symbolism is just unreal. So anyway, Justin, you know, I love you, bro. I know, love you. And, and um, you know, we, we say that quite often to each other because, you know, you're like a brother and, um, you know, I, I know you always have my back and I always have yours. Um, and I appreciate you, you know, jumping in um, with with me and, and supporting me and, and um, really wanting equality for all. And uh you know, I know a lot of people that are in our circle feel the same way. And so uh, I'm privileged to be here with you today. And um, again, you know, it's just, you know, Black Lives Matter. Yes, I know all lives matter, but Black Lives Matter because Black people are suffering and we need to stop it. Yeah. I love you, Saul. And, you, you know, you've always been a brother to me and you've had my back since day one. And that has never changed. And you know what? I've never saw color in you i've never saw i've never saw color i've always judged Probably someone. because i'm light-skinned <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the content of character and so you course, have man. unbelievable character impeccable character and you are just someone that i look up to and i admire and you've like i said you've always been like an older brother to me 
and just just a great role model in my life. And I appreciate you, and I am so thankful to be a part of this journey. And this is what this podcast is going to be all about. Yeah, we're going to talk our shit. We're going to, you know, when the second those Los Angeles Lakers win an NBA championship, I'm going to be on this podcast lighting up a cigar <laughs> like I'm James Worthy on TV. And I'm going to be so happy, and I'm going to be clapping sure. and celebrating. But then, you know, there are times where we have to address serious issues yeah. and and just hit it head on. And this is one of those times. And so sure. that's the beauty about this podcast, man, is we're not going to shy away from anything. So uh, with that being said, I guess that's it for us, man. That's it. That's another episode of the Total BS Podcast. Remember, you can catch us on Sunday. Uh, we do have a special guest. Uh, well, I will say this assuming nothing else happens <laughs> before now and then so much stuff happens in 2020 we can't keep track but we do have matt uh, uh blaylock uh, joining us on the podcast to talk a little nba draft prospect um stuff and, and we'll see if the nba comes back and if major league baseball plays today and all that good stuff when we'll recap that on sunday night live um the total bs podcast on our facebook page so um until then justin peace peace